Hello, welcome to the MF Gamers Christmas Edition, where I have got together two guests. One is Jim. Hello. The other one is a person I've argued with a million times. It's Ben. Hello. I think um, this is the, the Christmas promise, Christmas miracle. Let's never argue again. I can't wish that. Well, maybe. I'll give it to two new years. All right then, yeah, you've convinced me. Let's never argue. Praise (laughs) Jesus. Or Allah, if you're that way inclined. (laughs) Right, so the concept of this show is we're going to go back and look at our Christmas memories, anything festive or anything like that, revolving around video games, which is, well, it's the old premise of these fucking podcasts, isn't it, really? So, who's going to go first? I want to go chronologically, so my story's from, like, the early 90s. Well, 1990 to be specific. Is anyone else oh, in front of that? So mine will be 1994-ish, I guess, probably. Mine's 93. 1990. That was the first time I ever got a computer. I got a Commodore 64. And I remember the Christmas morning, getting up, opening it. And back then, do you remember when you used to have the... Um, the you used to just plug it into a TV and you had like a special channel. So for mine, it was like channel 12 on yeah, my TV. Yeah, yeah. And you had yeah. the, 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 the white line and stuff to get everything up and mm. just... The test channel thing. Yeah, 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 that's it. And just fucking spending ages at Midnight Resistance. Well, it was a Mindbender set. It came with um, stuff like The War at Midnight Resistance, some spy game, Trivial Pursuit, and Snare, and just some other fucking junk in it. Yeah, I remember just fucking waiting forever for these games to load, but being really, really excited at the time. It's just one of those things that I'm never really, really going to forget because it's my first taster, you know, gaming at home. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I I got a, a not a Commodore. I had a, an Amstrad. Yeah. I don't know if we got it. This is the thing. It sort of blends. Don't know if that was for Christmas. I obviously played it at Christmas and stuff. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, in some we've got an Atari, but they were all kind of hand-me-downs and a NES that we had for a bit. But I don't think any of them were, were Christmas presents. Well, saying that, because I mean, we were saying about Chronological Order. Actually, I think my first one then, because that just reminded me, I got a ZX Spectrum for Christmas in about 1987. So I'd have been about five. Yeah. Because I'm an only child. Basically, I'm spoiled. So I had everything. <laughs> everything that I wanted. Same, yeah. So, yeah, that year I got a ZX Spectrum 128K with the floppy disk drive as opposed to the, you know, Holy tape shit. Drive. Your family were loaded. Well, no, not really. And the telly as well. So I had my own little 14-inch colour telly in my bedroom. Bear in mind, I'm only about five years old at this point. In my bedroom with a ZX Spectrum plugged into it, and then and it was the it was the light gun edition. So it came with Operation Wolf. Ah, oh, that that was a good game. Was Operation good game. Wolf. Bullseye, which was quite good. Missile Command, I think it was, where you got the base at the bottom and they get chipped away by yeah, the yeah. drop and things, and you had to sort of shoot them out. And some other light gun games as well. And then also I got a Pac-Man side-scrolling platform game. Pac- oh, Pac-Man Land, perhaps I think it was. And then also Rainbow Islands, which was great. It was very good. Rainbow Islands on a spectrum, so it had like one colour. Well, yeah. two colours, including black. <laughs> <laughs> it was the least rainbow you've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my Amstrad was a green screen, so everything was one colour on, nice. on that, no matter how many colours it could do. It's funny because I got my C64 in 1990, but my cousin, she got an Amstrad. I don't know which one it was. But that came with a monitor and uh, do you know, like a tape deck, like all built in. Mm, yeah, yeah. CPC four six four, I reckon. Nice. That's why I had anyway. Yeah, I used to hate playing on uh, stuff because you sort of like get acclimatised to your versions of stuff. So I know this is not very Christmassy, but I, I always remember playing Paperboy mm. round at yeah. us and just thinking, "Wow, this looks like shit." And then Joe like going back to mine and, and going, "Yeah, this looks much better. It it looks just like the arcade." Of course, it didn't look like the arcade with fucking C64. <laughs> Everything looked shit the back then. But, you know, those, those were the days where parity between computers and consoles and like, arcades were just, there were none. Like, See, were, I've got uh, no uh, recollection of arcades really that kind of late 80s time. Like, I can't remember ever seeing, I mean, I must have seen arcade games, I guess, but I don't think they ever really registered on my radar. I think my, my, my wanting of these things came from the Argos catalogue, where it <laughs> <laughs> like essentially, yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, this looks amazing. This looks like the coolest thing in the world. So looking at like the Ataris, not the PCs, but other like consoles and things. And so my, my kind of wanting for it, I think, spawned from that, really. Yeah. One of my first memories is going back to the Commodore 64 thing. Because my grandparents lived not not too far away. I mean, it's not miles and miles away, but we only saw them like once in a blue moon, like oh, maybe three or four times a year. We used to go at Christmas and the, had, the old council houses had like a back room and a front room. Front room were the best room. And it would never open, you could never fucking go in there. But at Christmas, they used to have both coal fires roaring and 
you know, everyone used to be all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And my parents were like, oh yeah, we'll take Commodore 64, Joe. It'll be something for kids to do while we spend a week down there or whatever. Well, not a week, but like a weekend. And as it happens, we had Trivial Pursuit, and it was the first time I've ever seen social gaming. So all my family, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, you know, that were old enough to be like in relationships, were yeah. all playing Trivial Pursuit, and it was like, my God, this is fucking amazing. I've never seen anything like this before, because usually, well, even an arcade, you know, where people would play against one another, but you never got these you know, big social gatherings where it were yeah, like, yeah. fucking hell, like, this is the, this is the showpiece of tonight and the sad thing is i didn't see that again for another 10 years so it sort of it sort of built up this like oh yeah like gaming's a big social thing and yeah. you know, your family's going to be you know, revolve around it on certain events but it wasn't like that um did you guys ever have anything like that yeah so uh, it's funny isn't it when you start talking about this i keep remembering different christmases now so christmas <laughs> 92 i got a game boy with tetris in it and then I remember on Christmas morning, like my dad and my uncle just swapping it between them, playing games of Tetris. And like my dad had never shown any interest in playing games whatsoever. Because at this point I had a math system by this point as well, uh, which I used to play all the time. And he'd like never shown any particular interest in playing it. But Tetris really, for some reason, just really captures imagination. And uh, yeah, I couldn't get, <laughs> couldn't get it off him. <laughs> so yeah, him and Uncle Dave, just like between the two of them, like one of them would die, then they swap over and the else would play again. Mine, it's not a social thing as such, but I remember getting, um, this might sound counterintuitive to people, but I got a 32X, not that bit, and I had one game with it. On, on Christmas Day, I, I got a couple of the next week, but uh, Doom, and I I think we'd had, we had this IT teacher at school who, uh, he was only there for like a year or so, he, he told us openly he didn't want to be a teacher. Um, but he was, you might sympathise, Jim. I say, sure it wasn't um, me, that sounds, <laughs> sounds quite familiar. <laughs> but he set up the computer lab, so he, he knew that the way to get kids interested in computers was, uh, you know, like, it just stuff like battle chess and that. But then he just, he quite liked a couple of classes, and if you weren't arseholes to it, he was just like, alright kids, here's how you access Doom. And so we'd get like 20 minutes on Doom every now and then, and, um, so I, I got it for, for Christmas, 32X version, which I still have fondness for. I'm sure it plays terribly now, but I, I loved it back in the day. And so I get it Christmas Day, and I've got it, you know, I've got it in my bedroom, and I'm, I'm playing it. And it's like all the kids disappeared from downstairs, and we're all upstairs just watching Doom, because we'd never seen anything like We'd never seen a game that looked like that. We'd never played a game like that. Um, and then like, my dad and my uncles came upstairs, and, and were watching it. And um, one of my uncles said yeah we used to uh we used to train on stuff like this in the army i remember thinking <laughs> at the time what <laughs> that sounds yeah that sounds like a fucking lie and as over the over the years obviously this memory sort of pops back and if he was in the army it would have been early 80s if he was in the army hmm. i don't think he was in the army but let's for argument's sake say he was if he if he was in the army it would have been like the uh, the early 80s i reckon and there is obviously no way that they had stuff like that then. And also, he would have been in the British Army, so there's definitely no way they'd have had stuff like that. Yeah, I don't... I just... It makes me think of all the things he told me over the course of my childhood. And how many of them were bollocks. Yeah, but also... <laughs> but I did it. Because there was nothing... I, I don't think I ever believed anything he told me. And that's sort of now, whenever he talks to me, I just, I'm always just staring at him like, nah. Which is not a good relationship to, <laughs> to have with your extended family. Everyone's got an uncle knobhead, and I think that one's yours. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes. It's funny you should say that thing with it, you know, like everyone coming into your room. Because I remember playing stuff like... At Christmas, you know, when we'd, you'd have an house full, um, you'd have all your relatives over, yeah. and all kids would be there, and and you'd be playing games or whatever. And like, I remember playing Rodland and New Zealand Story, and just my bedroom yeah, just New being Zealand full Story of fucking, yeah. full of everyone that were under like sixteen. I'd just be there. They'd just you know, want to be into it. Playing Bomberman as well. He only had like two joysticks, so you'd have you know, two people playing on the keyboard and complaining that's why they lost. <laughs> you know. Yeah, one of the things um, I always liked from back then as well was this wouldn't apply to if you had a SNES, but um, you, you guys both had Commodore's uh, Spectrum. Those joysticks were, had the same connector as, as the Mega Drive. That's right. And so it did mean if, if you had a multi-tap or you had uh, like micro machines, we used to play a lot of micro machines and we used to play um, Pete Sampras Tennis because they had the um, cartridge multi-tap thing. Yeah. And so yeah, you could kind of get away with like, all right, you can use a joystick for this, or 
you know, if you needed a second pad or, or multiplayer, sort yeah. of, so maybe sort of four or something, know, you yeah. could kind of make do. What's your um, like your next Christmas memory? You know, going forward. So mm. we've we've done like early nineties. Uh, what comes after uh, that? For me, it would be. Um, so it, I I was thinking about this before. I made some notes, and over the course of making these notes, I was I was thinking about it. And it's just like a lot of these stories have just a slight tinge of grim reality to them. Um, it's a lot of them, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. So my parents worked a lot. An awful lot, and so we were what they call latchkey kids. Of we'd come back from primary school, walk back on our own, and let ourselves in. And my sister would have to put like reheat the, the tea they'd already made. And yeah, so and then sort of about seven o'clock or whatever, um, my, my dad would get back, and so it meant that we had from what four until seven on our own. Mm. And as we got older, that meant watching football and, and stuff like that, and just you know, but that this particular Christmas. They, we'd asked for, I've got a, a twin brother, and uh, I asked for a Mega Drive, and he asked for a Master System. And, because there was a, a weird overlap between the, the two, like the Master System was concurrent. Like, it, you could still get games for it, new games and stuff. That only came out on the Master System. It was a viable platform for a couple of years whilst the Mega Drive was out. And so he, he got a Master System 2, I got a Mega Drive 2, and we would just go up to my parents' wardrobe, carefully open, the uh, the box and take them out and, and play them downstairs and with the curtains wide open so that we could see down the road to see like if there was a car coming or look out <laughs> yeah and so we uh, I got the Mega Drive I got well my brother's mass system he got Mortal Kombat and Sonic Chaos which was uh, like the third Sonic game on the Master System uh, and it was it was my memory of it is it was really good I played the um, I think the uh, Wii virtual console of it and it's actually really empty but it's still it's not bad and so we, we, we completed both of them and uh and then i, I my mega drive had um mega games one and two so it had streets of rage on mega games two uh golden axe and revenge of shinobi and we used to play basically just play the two-player ones so we play a lot of columns and we play uh italian 90 uh, which is mega games one and and streets of rage we finished repeatedly golden axe we finished repeatedly to the point where, come Christmas Day, we learnt a lesson of, oh, wow. I am so fucking bored of all these games, and it, we've not even had them sort of six hours at this point, technically. So we, we kind of had nothing to play, because we both just rinsed these games so much, because they got them in, like, October. <laughs> so we oh, shit, we had, like, they're, yeah. they're pre-planned your fucking Christmas. Yeah, well, I think they must have been on offer or something, so they, they got them... I don't know. I remember, yeah, they, they were an offer because we went to. Uh, I remember where they got them. They got them from Toys R Us, and there was a deal on when you got. I think it was like it counted it as like nine games or something. So it was Mega Games One and Two, which was six games, and then Home Alone, which was fucking great. Tailspin, which kind of wasn't, and I forget some other Disney one that was terrible. Yeah, so we kind of played everything that that we could play, and uh, it meant that cr- come Christmas Day, once all the extended family went and all that i um i had to play revenge of shinobi and i had no interest in it no like really didn't want it. it didn't look good all that sort of stuff and i fucking loved it it's a great great game uh hard as fucking shit but it's it is a great game or it certainly was yeah but it was you know lesson learned in the sense that back then you weren't it's not like now i, I, I can i'm just i'll i shouldn't be spending money at the minute because i've, I've spent a lot recently christmas presents blah 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 mm. just wait a couple of weeks get your christmas wage and your bonus and all that sort of stuff no i'm, I'm gonna end up buying a game tonight when the when this is finished because i noticed there's a sale on on the switch so <laughs> like back then that's obviously not how it was you maybe got to rent stuff once a week twice you know once every couple of weeks yeah yeah you certainly didn't buy games very often if you did it was second hand see that's why i ended up going computer stuff because you could get hit squad games for like two quid yeah. from news agents and yeah just, yeah and there were a, a big pirating thing yep like circle going around i, I see i i went to school with um with people that were they had like uh snezzes and mega drives and stuff and you used to go and it'd be like how many games you got and it's like i've got sonic 2 <laughs> oh, okay what you what else you got i've got sonic 2 all right i have street fighter yeah. and then you'd look at like your they'd, they'd come around to your house and it'd be like You'd pull out just fucking tape after tape after yeah, tape. Yeah. Like just, and it's like they just couldn't believe how old you'd have how much games you had. Yeah, you'd have Dizzy, uh, Roland on the ropes, or maybe this is just me. Oh, Mummy, uh, Harrier Attack, I think. 
Is that what it's called? That's a good game. Well, maybe it's just abstract owners. That Turtles game that had the uh, code book to stop people like you from pirating stuff. <laughs> the brown one, where it were like black yeah. on brown. Yeah, I had that. I actually had that legitimately as well. It's good. It's pirate I remember the Robocop game being good. I think I had the Robocop game on the Spectrum, I think. A, a pirate yeah. copy, but... We had Gauntlet as well, but it never used to work. Like, consistently, it didn't work. But yeah, what did you mention before? that we had Operation Wolf, we had that. We had a golf game, PGA Tour. That was um, a good multiplayer game, actually. Yeah, I forget. But yeah, it's the same thing. Like, you know, you could just go and buy a game for a couple of quid. We had the Viz game. That was um, that was a party <laughs> game. Viz game? It was I, like Wario. I remember there. that. Yeah, it came on two cassettes on Commodore 64. Oh, uh, the, the extra power of the Amstrad, mate. It just came on one. Yeah, moving on a little bit. In 1993, I got uh, an Amiga 1200. I remember playing. I was about 11 year old at that time. 10, 11 year old. I remember staying up till 4 o'clock in the morning playing Oscar, which were one of the packing games of it, which were just absolutely ridiculous. Was it a platformer? It was a platformer based on the Trolls game. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember it. Yeah, Yeah, it was awful. Like, it was shit. But, oh man, I fucking... I played that game so much. Yeah, it's a bit weird because I got... The Amiga, three years, it was 1993, the desktop dynamite, right? I thought, when I was like, compiling all the things that I wanted to talk about on this, that it were like a good five or six years. And then I realised, yeah, back in my life, that was like a quarter of my life then. Do you know my lifespan? <laughs> Going from like the C64 to the, um, to the Amiga, what, quarter of my life, it was three, two, three years. Which is like a pretty fucking sizable chunk when you're young, you know? It's, hmm. um, yeah. it don't pass... It don't pass quickly when you're a kid. Fucking everything seems to go on for ages. But now, like, three years is like fucking hell. Just gone. Past it. Nothing really special to say about the Amiga, unfortunately. Ah, the Amiga was great, wasn't it? I remember my friends had an Amiga, and I was really jealous of the fact they had one. And I don't know if it was a slightly later one, so they had, like, Lemmings and Lemmings 2 and Cannon Fodder and... Yeah. Like this, yeah, like a Sassy. massive box full of pirated games, and I had a snare of two games. <laughs> No really Christmassy things though, like oh, I see it, me, seemed, yeah. it, it seemed to be one of those things where it were like I I used it a lot, I used it a hell of a lot. Mm. But as as for like Christmas get togethers and stuff, like it, it were very much in the background. And I think that's more to do with my age, because our job was like becoming a teenager and stuff, so I'm more interested in doing other things than yeah, just yeah. fucking sitting and playing games. Did you have um Hudson Hawk and there was Turrican and Universal Soldier, which I think were pretty much the exact same game? I had Turrican, yeah. Turrican, yeah. Turrican 2. Turrican 2, yeah, it was, that was a great game. Like, back then, that was a brilliant, brilliant game. Really nice music as well. Yeah. Turrican 2. It's weird, that's... I mean, maybe it's, it's just a British thing, and that's why it's never reappeared, but I was, like, considering how well-known that was back then. And I guess in a sort of PC, well-known kind of a way. I'm a little surprised no one's ever really done anything with, or anything else with Turrican, because it, it was a big deal when that came out. In So, PlayStation, the PS... Well, the PS1, I suppose there's no now. The PlayStation at the time was released, I think, in 94. Was it 94 or 95, actually? 94, I think, I think in Japan. A 95 in... In the UK. UK. Okay, so I, it just I, came I, out I in think... the UK around my birthday. Um, so I'd got a PlayStation for my birthday. And I've been... Because I've been saving it for the rest of the year for this build-it-yourself uh, remote control car kit. And so I've been saving it for the whole year. And then I'd seen the PlayStation on... Uh, either going live or live and kicking, and it was like a tech demo of the Wipeout game. And I was like, "No, that's where my money's going now. I don't, I don't want to run truck off." So my parents, so I put my money into what's this, what I'd save for it, and my parents put the rest in and bought me this PlayStation, which I don't know how much they were at the time. It must be like three hundred quid, perhaps. I guess maybe about two eighty something like that. They were expensive, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I remember looking because I, I really, really wanted a PlayStation at the time, and they were at, like pretty much everywhere with a couple of games you're looking at 400 yeah 500 quid maybe well i got it with just the demo one disc so that had like the the one track on wipeout it's a tomb raider on there as well no it was four tomb raiders this predates tomb raider oh right it had loaded which was like a top down oh yeah yeah i played reloaded yeah, yeah. chaos engine style game yeah, yeah 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 that's right but so a demo of that the the tech demo for the dinosaur thing and did it have pandemonium on as well yeah, because that so. one that was one of the really early games on it. it. Had, uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat and Lemmings. No, I didn't have those on it. Um, it had um, there was a 3D fighter, not Tekken. Toshinden. Yeah, <laughs> uh, had that on there as well. So I had this tech demo to last me. Oh, sorry, no, I had this tech demo in Destruction Derby 
to get me through to Christmas, which was fine. And Destruction Derby was okay, but I didn't have a memory card. So every time I turned it off, everything I'd lose everything on Destruction Derby. So I'd have to start again from scratch and things. So it didn't occur to me that I should probably buy a memory card at some point. If that was back then, that would have been a like you had to make a choice when you were buying yeah, a memory card. It's like I could get a yeah. game or a memory card. Exactly, yeah. And so, I mean, the memory card was like 40 quid or something, I think. So for Christmas, I said, oh, can I have Doom? Because I had a demo disc of Doom as well that I got through the magazine. I was like, this is just amazing. And Because I, I never really had a PC. Well, I didn't have a PC at that point anyway. And so I'd had friends that had played Doom and I'd never got to play it. And the SNES version was a bit shit. And so I was like, okay, I really want Doom. Play the demo to death. Just play these, like, I think it's like the first five levels, perhaps, I think, of the original Doom. And just play it round and round and round and round obsessively. And so, okay, well, it's Christmas. And then my parents were like, no, it's out of stock, we can get it. And so I'd ask for Tekken as like a reserve game. And so I remember on Christmas morning opening Tekken, and then there was still something left, and then it was Doom as well. I was like, oh, actually, this is amazing. So I got both that Christmas, and that was awesome. And then, saying about people gathering around and stuff, on Christmas, on Boxing Day, we'd always have some of my parents' friends over who had four kids. So like six to five of us, I suppose. And then we just spent the whole day playing Doom, like with the curtain shut and the lights off. And because um, the, the PSX version has got the better audio because it's got like CD yeah, yeah. file audio or whatever. And so there's like levels with like sort of babies crying in the background and all this kind of shit and things. So it's, so it's quite intense. And so, yeah, so we played that for the whole day and that's brilliant. Did you get a memory card as well so you can no. save where you are? <laughs> so you had to start over again every single time. Well, Doom, Doom had passwords, so you just had to write down the password for whatever level you are. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But no, I didn't get a memory card until when Gran Turismo came out. So that would be, I don't know, like that, nine months later or something Nin- like that. Ni- 90s... No, Gran Turismo were like 96, something like that, 96, 97. Uh, it can't be that long then, perhaps. Yeah, it's a lie. I didn't. I instead of buying a memory card, I bought that stupid floppy disk drive thing. Do you see that for the PlayStation? Oh yeah, yeah. So I yeah, bought that instead. That was about sixty quid or something. Because like I've just got an infinite amount of memory cards now, but it <laughs> it didn't work how I thought it worked. So I just assumed it saved everything to floppy disk, but it didn't. It just backed it up on like a memory card that was stuck in the PlayStation. Then you could then you could back them up to floppy disk. And so I remember. All oh, right. So it was effectively useless. Yeah, essentially it was. Yeah. It was. It was just. A, it's a piece of shit. And so I remember I'd lost a Final Fantasy VII, where I was, a Final Fantasy VII save, where I was about 45 hours in. So I'd finished the game and I was doing like all the the, uh, the weapons and getting all the the, 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 the material leveled up and things like that. And then managed to, instead of backing up the, the memory card onto floppy disk, I restored the floppy disk onto the memory card and just erased oh, all no. my save games and things. And oh. um, yeah, and so that was pretty devastating. Then that was the point I bought a memory card. That was the point I was like, I'm buying a memory card now instead. So. Were you pissed off or upset? Like, did you get angry or when that happened? I was pretty... <laughs> it sounds pathetic. I was pretty devastated. Uh, I was genuinely oh, quite yeah, devastated. Because I'd spent, I'd spent so many hours doing this. And I'd say I'd beat the game and I got Golden Chocobo. I got Knights of the Round. I'd beat two of the weapons. I was in the process of levelling over up to 99. I'd done so much stuff with it. Just obsessively, like me and my friend Mark were playing it obsessively at the time, and um, yeah, lost all of it. And so Mark, my friend Mark, gave me a backup of his save, but it wasn't the same because all his characters are called different names, and it was his game, not mine, stuff like that. So I ended up starting over again. So I started the whole thing from scratch. But yeah, that was pretty devastating. And I had my Gran Turismo save on there as well. I think I'd, I must have had my Gran Turismo save on there. Yeah. Uh, and so I got like all the A-class licenses and all that kind of shit. I actually have a story about Gran Turismo, which is actually linked into Christmas as well. You know the um, the license test that you just mentioned? Mm-hmm, yeah. There were one license test that I couldn't do. I couldn't even pass it. It was for the A license. And it was because I had a digital pad. Do you uh, the digital yeah, you pads? need the analog. And I needed breaking. the analogs. And I got a dual shock one Christmas. And I went through and I, I, I think I did it within like an hour of trying after, yeah. you know, getting the controller. And then I went through and I just, just I could gold everything. Yeah, yeah. I played it that much that I could I just golded everything. Well, I remember because I brought Gran Turismo and bought the DualShock at the same time because um, I think they were released simultaneously, weren't they? I think that's it. Yeah, they were like simultaneously. I sort of played the game loads with obviously the the left stick for the steering, but then just using the, the face pads for the acceleration and the braking. And then looked in the settings and found out you can actually use the right stick for. That's how I used to play yeah, it. Yeah, acceleration braking. I was like, this is like a game changer. This is amazing. So you just got all this like fine-tuned acceleration and braking. I think that's a game I played so much. 
that might be between that and Final Fantasy might be my most hours game played probably I think when I got rid of my Mega Drive I, I kind of went on to uh, PC stuff and I just started missing I played a lot of good stuff there obviously you know well, yeah, mainly Championship Manager I guess but but I started to miss old games and I, you know, I couldn't place it but then you start talking to someone talk about like Sunset Riders or Gunstar Heroes and stuff and realise that I missed console like not just console games because my brother had a, a PS1 and an N64 at you know various points because he, he switched with people and that it wasn't those games I didn't really you know particularly PS1 at the time I, I didn't really take to so it was these bright colourful Japanese games like 2D games basically Sonic and, and Gunstar Heroes things like that and yeah so I, I got interested in uh, Saturn and so I, I got a, a Sega Saturn for Christmas and I got I was working as a, a paperboy at the time as the the Amstrad version Sly hated me <laughs> and you just I, green yeah I was just green <laughs> looked terrible I wasn't arcade perfect <laughs> there was the official Sega Saturn magazine and it said on the cover free game complete game free game so I was like yeah right okay that's that helps so I'll, I'll get that I've got a free you know five quid, well, not five quid for my I think I know what it is it's Christmas nights yeah now Christmas nights is a brilliant thing it's misunderstood by let's say Giant Bomb and it's infuriating watching them or hearing them talk about it because I don't like saying people don't know are oh, you playing it wrong because you know it's, it's if you're playing something wrong it's quite often the game's fault or almost always is the game's fault but Knights if you, if you don't know how it plays it's, it's a score attack game there's there's these loops and gems you can pick up and the point is to chain them all together you're supposed to play as Knights you're not supposed to run around the world as the kids it is obtuse as fuck and I, I didn't know you know, I, I, I didn't. It's not like I played it first time. And went, oh, this is fantastic! And same again. I, you know, come back from school and open up the Sega Saturn, and and then you know, and, and play it. So the one game I had for it was Knights, because everything else was was sealed away, like wrapped in cellophane, sealed away, or possibly wrapped up. And so I couldn't, I couldn't play those. So I had one game, and and so I, I played. I remember talking to a mate and being like, "See, this, it's just, it's." Shit, this is all you do. You just fly around and then you just... And then I just sort of went quiet and I was just playing it. Like, just playing and just sort of turned around. Actually, I think I might... I think I might actually really like this now. Yeah. <laughs> so, what I realised, though, is that I had, a, you know, I had a TV in my room. But the Saturn sort of infamously came with a SCART lead. Which was great. Unless you were, you know, the kind of person who had a telly who didn't have a SCART socket. Yeah, like me. which most people probably did at that time. Like a bedroom telly, probably, yeah. Yeah, so it's something that a late, you know, a couple of years later was this big boon. It's like, oh, it's got scar output, so it looks, you know, it's got more colours, it looks sharper, and all this. Stuff. So it was a great thing and, and all that. But that Christmas, it wasn't. So I, I got this Saturn Christmas Day, knowing I wouldn't be able to play it because I couldn't set it up in the front room, the one telly in the house with a scar socket. I couldn't set it up in my room because I didn't have a scar socket. So I had to wait, and so I couldn't play it Christmas Day. But we, I told my parents, oh, I can't say I need to, so I need to go back. All right, well, we'll buy a cable for you, but we're not doing it today. Obviously, it's Christmas Day. Mm. We can't do it tomorrow. We're going out. So, you know, you're going to your uncle's. And I didn't want to, a different uncle didn't want to go there. He was very religious, and uh, there wasn't a lot to do there. He was out in the hills and stuff. So the, the one thing we did was just go up, out, walk up the hill, and then walk back. Wow, that sounds like a Christmas to remember. Yeah. So I, I, I got sick of it and was just like, I'm not going. I'm staying home. I'm watching the football. I'm not going. And there was a bit of an argument about it. And so I just stayed in bed. And that morning got, got to the point, I, it was too late for me to go. My mum was furious. I could hear, could hear her arguing with my sister. I could hear my dad getting involved. I, could, I was just lying there kind of going, oh, this is great. This is, this is, oh, this is the best Christmas. Wish they'd fuck off so you could just have, yeah. have TV to yourself. So, Are you sure you're not thinking of Home Alone, then? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't accidentally left there. It was a <laughs> conscious choice. So I, I get up and I have a shower in, in my parents' room because they've got the speaker, like they had CD player in that in their, in their room. So I could listen to music full blast. And, and yeah, it was great. And go downstairs. I've got Pringles next to me. I've got you know all the all the sort of leftovers and cakes and stuff. And set the Saturn up and just played for hours. Played Sonic Jam. Which scratched the itch of you know the the kind of games I wanted to play and run around the 3D world of Sonic was kind of amazing. Sega Rally, which looked fucking brilliant, ran really really well. Manx TT, which I'd heard really good stuff about, but I never quite clicked with it. I forget, I, I can't remember the other games, but I no Daytona. No, no, I forget what else I had. I don't think it was a, a football game. There was a couple of things though, but I basically was just stopping 
every night, like every couple of hours, I'd stop and there'd be, you know, on Boxing Day, it's like there's football on. Mm. So I'd just stop, watch the football. As soon as the football's finished, right, I'm going to play something else now. The day after that, I then went into uh, next town over, probably went into Dixon's, and picked up Quake for the Saturn and Sonic R, which is, that's the year they came out on the, the Saturn and went home. And I'd, I'd played a little tiny bit of Quake on, on PC, but our, our PC couldn't run it. But we played like Hexen and William Shatner's Tech War and stuff, ran those. And so I got home thinking, well, right, I'll play Quake because if I play Sonic R, I'm just going to play Sonic R and I'll waste my money on, on Quake. And... No, it turns out Quake is one of the greatest games ever made. <laughs> Sonic R, I defended it a lot at the time, but I'm going to say it now, it's not one of the greatest games ever made. It just isn't. Wow, you heard it here first? Ben fucking dissing Sonic? I think I just heard Sonic tearing up your membership to the Sonic fan club, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think fine, that's laminated. There's no way he's got the strength. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because... You mentioned you're um, like moving across the PC, and that's essentially what I did when I finished school and stuff, and I, I went to college and you know got my apprenticeship. I moved across to PC gaming, but I had because I when I moved out, I only had one TV, so it was me, my ex, and of course we were fucking poor. We were like anti mouth Joe, like paying a mortgage and shit. Yeah. So I had um, my PlayStation what, linked to the main TV. Everyone come round for Christmas. It's like. Hey, he's got his house, he can fucking do a party this time. It's like, oh, great, you know? And they started asking questions. Oh, it's a PlayStation, like, what have you got for it? Bear in mind, this is like 2002 or something like that. 2002, 2003, maybe. And I had a copy of Smackdown 2. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's wrestling. Um, you can do whatever you want, you know? Like, I was a bit busy to be doing stuff. And next thing I realise, it's on, and everyone's creating characters in, the, in their <laughs> own Joe thing. So you've got someone creating a character of my grandma. And you know, all my uncles are in like the Royal Rumble, my like basically all my family. But they give each other move sets that were just completely ridiculous. So you had like um, a fucking weedy kid, you're know, picking up the fattest fucking member of my family, or my grandma <laughs> jumping from like the top fucking rope, or you know, just being really um, athletic. And it's just like wow, like I've never really seen anything like this before. Like what like were they I doing in the game? Um, the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were just basically um, having fun without me having to, you know, like, input because normally you have to kick stuff off like that. It was the first time I'd seen it since Trivial Pursuit. It's like, oh, wow, they're actually Joe doing something gaming without me having to sort of, like, cajole them and Joe force me into it. And it was like, wow, yeah. this is incredible. Like, I just I just remember watching them. Like, I, I had a multi-tap and stuff and Joe, they were all playing as each other and doing, like, tag team stuff. And it's just like, wow, this is genuinely fucking amazing. Like, I'll never forget that because it just... It was just so out of the blue mm. for, you know, like, how they, like, party and stuff. Because my family are quite reserved. Like, they don't really, Joe, drink until the fight and stuff. Or, like, it just, it tends to be quite reined in. So, what to watch them do something like that, we're like, oh, okay. I guess that's a thing. And I didn't see it. I didn't see anything like that for another couple of years. Um, until the Wii came out. But yeah. I guess we've mm. all got stories like that. Yeah, I was going to say the Wii, obviously. I mean, it goes without saying, but it was, you know, it's a game that, family would play but you know making the me's and stuff was that sort of showing people oh yeah i know that. yeah they, even just seeing other people or like celebrity characters and, and all that sort of stuff but then telling them to make themselves and they're you know they're messing about with it and doing all that that brought people into it i think it's a yeah, good yeah. way of of like it's not it's not a game it's not competitive you're just if it if it goes wrong it's funny if it goes right cool you've, you've you know you've made your your character, mm. you know. I, I think there were um, some very like specific definitions of why the Wii were successful. Uh, one were presentation, like Ben says, it were very like approachable, and the other one was the controller itself. Like you fucking give someone a PlayStation controller, and it's like there's fucking God knows how many buttons on it, and everything does something different, and you know. Whereas the Wii mote, it was just like there's one button on this side, there's another button on the other side. Okay. Do that, you're throwing a bowling ball. Mm. Do you know, you've yep. got to go. And, and You are the controller, aren't you? That's the thing, yeah. I suppose. That's the, the selling point of that. I thought that was the selling point of the Kinect. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it was. I know it was the selling point for one of them, yeah. <laughs> Stepping back slightly, I just... Uh, I, I should have prepped for this, shouldn't I, really? But I didn't do any prep at all. I think the last computer game console type thing I got for Christmas was the PS2. And that would have been... Would that have been maybe 2001, I think, perhaps? Or was it sixth form? Perhaps 2000, 2001. Can't quite remember. 
And I did really like the, the PS2 a lot at the time, and it took me quite a few years to get into the PS2, pretty much towards the end of its life cycle. I kind of ignored it for most yeah. of it. So, I, I, with you, I maintain that the first, I don't think you actually said this, but the first year or so of the PS2 was not great. The first couple of years, I'd say, really. I mean, yeah, it's, it's probably. I think that's a running gag with PlayStation, mm. like the first year tends yeah, to be a probably. Bit, bit duff and then yeah. picks up. I mean, the only thing I particularly enjoyed on it was Jack and Daxter, the first one of that. But my, so my, my PlayStation 2, I suppose, memory is more regret because to get it, again, it's more, uh, it's my parents put some money in towards it but I needed to put the rest of the money in myself and so to get the rest of the money for it I traded in my PlayStation which the PlayStation itself was pretty knackered at that point it's like one of the original models the laser was shot and things on it but I also traded in all my games you, so yeah was it did you play it upside down it upside down yeah yeah well I ended up having to get it repaired by Sony because it just was, was fucked so it just didn't work anymore so the one I got was still like an original model but like a repaired version but yeah I think you have to run it with the lid as well and things you have to put like a wedge in the back to keep the disc spinning and stuff yeah but I more regret trading in the games that I had because I had about maybe 40 games at that point for the PlayStation and quite cherry picked things as well so I'd like a really like a like now it would be like an awesome selection of games so and yeah to trade them all in to get some bits of shit for the playstation 2 so some money towards the console then with a the change i brought jack and daxter in a stupid vertical stand thing and then <laughs> and if they kept those playstation games they're probably worth about i don't know collectively about maybe two three hundred quid maybe probably now mm. yeah if we if we do a podcast of things you regret selling I, i've got a few for that <laughs> You could just do one with Ben just fucking monologuing. Like, sounds yeah. And then we move on to the sun. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, really, the last thing that I've got Christmas memories-wise is 2008, I think it was, when Little Big Planet came out. And I was like, I really want to fucking play this. Um, it was the last present that were ever bought, Joe, gaming-wise. Because my family don't buy gaming presents now. And they never really have, Joe. Like, as soon as I were a teen, it was like, Rhea, you can fucking sort that shit out yourself. Mm. But my dad specifically asked, oh, is there any games that you want for Christmas? And I was like, yeah, get this one. Like, Little Big Planet. Yeah, I fancy driving a go of that. And um, it being on PlayStation 3, and PlayStation 3's online being absolutely awful, and how it updated stuff. I remember putting it in and it going, oh yeah, you've got like six updates to download. And it's like, <laughs> oh well, I remember playing it like fucking 11 o'clock at night or yeah. something. That night, it's just like fucking joke because PlayStation Network were getting absolutely rammed with yeah. people trying to do stuff. I'm just thinking, yeah, this is fucking, this is the future and I fucking I, hate it. Yeah, I remember that period telling a lot of like friends and, and you know parents basically saying, like, look, you're going to have to set that up before you give it to them. Yeah, and then, yeah. Oh, we want it. Yeah, you know, we want them to open it. It's like, yeah, but they won't be able to fucking play anything. So, you're gonna need to. Yeah, I'm gonna say I I do the same thing. My um my cousin's got Nintendo 3DSs a couple of years ago, and I says, look, you know, update them so they can join use their um the eShop stuff and what have you. I think we got an Xbox as well, Xbox One recently. I don't remember last Christmas or Christmas before, and and that was the same thing mm. because yeah. online services just fucking crap out. I tell you what it reminds me of. Do you remember in the nineties when you used to get a mobile phone for Christmas? And you used to have to set it up for like pay, pay as you go. Yeah, that's yeah. that's this generation's like Christmas problems. I was all setting fucking Vodafone pay as you go phones up. And theirs is waiting for shit to fucking, you know, like come back online so they can fucking, you know, update the consoles and stuff. Because yeah, absolutely shocking, like that, that famous Christmas at Xbox Live was just basically fucked. From like November to January, when they give us Undertow or something, was it? Was it Undertow? Uh, I vaguely remember that. I remember getting Undertow for free, but I can't quite remember why. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, Call of Duty 4, wasn't it, that came out and just absolutely bollocksed it. Like, you, you just could not get on Xbox mm. Live. Yeah, what a Christmas that was. Just fucking, you'd see, you'd see people like, oh, I'm online, I'm online, and then, then you try and get online yourself. It's like, just won't fucking work. I think for that Christmas, I didn't get it for Christmas, but I bought it because I that was I think that was the first year I was in Birmingham, and so I had like a two week holiday, and so I bought Orange Box and played that over Christmas, and that was amazing. That was mm. it wasn't a Christmas gift, but it was a Christmas gift to myself. That's one of the best ones. <laughs> My Christmas now for for gaming wise is it's generally obviously now you you work and uh, the kind of kind of work I do I, I tend to get Christmas off. We shut down for, for Christmas. I guess like a lot of people, and it is like right here's like the 
games that, I, that came out this year that I want to either finish or I want to get around to and so it'll be I need to set aside time to play like I played um, what was that underwater game that came out last year it was like Journey I think it was made by someone Abzu yeah I remember playing Abzu and Virginia I forget what else but yeah and, and like the year before playing Valiant Hearts mm. well it was a year I played Bayonetta 2 I went back to my parents took the Wii U with me plugged it in didn't have a telly there because obviously I don't live there anymore so just playing on the, the game pad and being like yeah this, the Wii U was worth it <laughs> obviously now with the, the Switch but I always tend to take loads of shit back and then never you know I'm only there for like two days before it's like right I need to leave I can't I can't be doing with this yeah no I, in defence of and I, I'd say as a word of warning to parents Jim although you should be okay although you don't you know I'm pretty cool dad as much as you yeah. used to yeah with the uh, opening presents early and, and playing them and or not opening them they they were left open that was you know that was their fault my brother got ISS International Superstar Soccer mm. uh, on the SNES which was great and then they did a, a like a an update for it and it wasn't like you know ISS 95 ISS 96 it was like ISS Deluxe I think it was called Pro wasn't it went to Pro when it went yeah. across the PlayStation yeah so this like so this was the second SNES one and and the main reason you could tell is because I think it was red, the box, rather than blue. Oh, I see where this is going. Yeah, so my dad had gone and bought it and bought the wrong one. And oh, my brother had to, like, I remember my brother coming to me kind of, how do I tell dad he's bought the one I've already got? <laughs> or do I just have to like, wait until Christmas? And so he, he sort of went to my dad and sort of said, just be, I, I, saw, you know, I saw the game in the shop. Just be careful that you get the red one and not the blue one. I think there and then my dad went, "Oh shit, motherfuckers! <laughs> you've, you've been looking at the presents." I think they think they knew because that was they started to hide them a bit better after that. Because everything was doggy and where it'd been opened and scratched and things. Yeah, on it, some, honestly, they must have known <laughs> that Mega Drive box was so tight. <laughs> what are they gonna do? You've opened it. You kind of go, "Yeah, it's Christmas." No, I mean you opened it before. I'm like, "Yeah, no, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's Christmas." No, I mean like possibly weeks ago, months ago. I don't know, yeah, Christmas, after, like, like you're saying, Sly, after, after that gaming-wise, it becomes more of a, a solitary thing, I guess. You know, I'm not going to take, like, Rock Band, but I remember us playing Rock Band, but I don't, and various Wii U, uh, sorry, Wii games and stuff, but I don't think it, it wouldn't have been at Christmas, I don't think, so most of the time, stuff like, I remember getting the Dreamcast and playing, I remember playing Jet Set Radio over Christmas, I got the, the import version of it, but it wasn't a Christmas present, I just got it around that, that mm. time, so I was, I was working, I'd bought it, and... Christmas Day, waiting for the family to turn up and just playing Jet Set Radio and being like, "This is this look, this is the best looking game I've ever seen." And uh, yeah. you know, it sounded amazing. It, it played really well. Not so much now with you know how games have changed and stuff. And again, the year, a few years before that, getting Burning Rangers and Metal Slug on the Saturn, which are kind of the archetype of the kind of games that I wanted to play. And these like idiosyncratic. I don't want you know this thing you've heard of for Christmas. It's this specific thing. And here's where you get. If I, I'll just order it. You can you pay give for me it. Your, yeah, give mm. me your credit card. I will order it. That's the easiest way. And you can wrap it up when it gets here, and so on and so on. What about you, Jim? Like, what are you? What have your last few Christmases been like? Do you have any like regimes that you have? Like Ben just said, we're finishing games over Christmas. Not. Re- I mean, do you get to game with your kid or anything? Now? No, not are quite yet. He's, right a bit, he's a bit too young still. He's sort of watched me play bits and pieces, and he's 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 at the age now, but he's. He's realising that the, the thing that's happening on the screen is being controlled by something I'm doing. So he's getting to that point now where he's getting there and like he's got some iPad games and things that he plays. Nothing we can play together yet. But I've been thinking about this a lot recently, a bit of a tangent anyway, in terms of how I want him to not how I want him to play games necessarily, but yeah, a little bit I suppose. In kind of what games I want to introduce him to and that kind of thing. And I suppose that kind of links in, I guess, to Christmas. I think as well, like this is a thing that I, I used to play games with my dad, but because he worked like just constantly it were really rare, so the only mm. time we really got to play, well, joke, festive times, and it'd be like, yeah, I've got a week off work, and we'd sit and play like Jaguar XJ220 and like PGA Golf and just stuff like that. Mm. Where it'd just be like, we're just playing stuff together, like not bu- not Bubble Bobble, what were they? Buster Move. Yeah, That's yeah. What happening. Yeah, I used to play Buster Move together um, because it was the only time we could really, you know, put the time in and go, Joe, like spend time with me. Because mm. I didn't play football and stuff like that when I was a kid. Like, not like. Not on a level, Joe, that all the 
parents do. Like, I wasn't very physical until I got into, like, my teenage years, Joe, and it was like, oh, I actually quite like, Joe, these physical activities. Um, before then, when just Physical activities when you were a teenager and you, that you enjoyed. I, I see where you're going with that. It's all about the self-love. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm lowering the tone. It's Christmas, and I'm, oh, I, I apologise. The baby Jesus is going to be furious. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, sort of talking about that, I mean, I think, and sort of saying about how I want my son to access games and things. Like, for me, games, like my parents had no interest in playing these things with me. I can vaguely remember mum playing Bullseye with me on the spectrum, but her not really getting it and me having to sort of t- to lead it. And so being... Um, an only child and living literally in the middle of nowhere like out we lived in a cottage in the countryside and we were the only house for like a six mile radius and so those things have always been like my thing i suppose like my escape yeah yeah like it's never been something i've, I've shared with like obviously i've played games with people over the years and things like in uni and around friends house and stuff like that but for me most of my gaming has always been quite a solitary thing and in a sense i don't mean that in a, a worries me sort of thing that's what i quite like about it that's you know it's my my thing but moving forward I don't, i'm excited for when my son is old enough to play games to choose himself to play games because i want to sit there and play those things with him and if anything it's going to give me a chance to play, play more games <laughs> i get a chance to play at the moment who knows in like 20 years time when they're doing like video casts is like oh yeah i remember when my dad used to fucking do, do like he's doing exactly what we're doing now just in the future <laughs> yeah, it's like, right. yeah i remember i remember playing like Le- lego star wars with him yeah it was fucking mint <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I, I, don't... I, I hated the fact that I had to fucking wait for console to update, though, because all fucking online services were offline. <laughs> yeah. Have you got anything planned, you two, then, for this Christmas? For Christmas this year? Yeah, like, are you, are you going to make time? Are you going to get a chance to play anything? Are you going to sack your family off and <laughs> just go and enjoy yourself? I don't, no. So, I mean, I say we're down at my parents, but having a two-year-old from which takes all the time and then because I think yeah children tend to ruin Christmas don't they, they, they do I mean it was much better before really you know <laughs> yeah it's just ruined the whole thing um, no I've got no gaming plans I mean I'm probably just going to keep on squeezing in a few minutes here and there on bits I'm playing but nothing different to what I'm doing at the moment I think what about you Ben same as what I was saying before I, I kind of uh, I, I thought I had plans where I thought a friend of mine was coming back and staying with us which then would have meant going out and, you know, not being able to just sit around and do nothing all day. But now it is like, no, I'm going to finish. i got Final Fantasy that I'm going to try and finish or get anywhere in. Uh, Persona, I don't know, like pick some stuff up in the, the sale. I want to, I guess I want to try Night in the Woods and Hellblade, I think it's called. Yeah, Hellblade. It's anyway's sacrifice. Yeah, so Steam World Dig 2, uh, I, I might pick up tonight and just a few of things, like I want to finish Metroid and, and some of it is this inbuilt like game of the year I need to I need to play this stuff so I have 10 deserving games yeah, for, yeah. for mentioning and, and a few things I want to finish like Torment and things I never quite I really liked but I, I never finished um, uh, Metroid uh, Samus Returns I'm fairly near the end just need to force myself to sit down and just with work being extra busy this time of year, it, it's you know weekends having commitments and stuff. You can't really just excuse the the time and, and write it off. And just go, no, I'm I'm getting up, playing games, ordering a takeaway, and then getting back into bed. That's that's my that's like three days. Yeah, living the dream, yeah. man. Living the dream. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the sort of thing people outside would go. He's not. He's not fucking left the house. He's not even got showered. I do. It. I, I shower. That's the point. You know. Need to get up and get coffee and stuff. But yeah, people celebrate but, stuff differently though. Like, yeah, that, this is a some, week off. It's yeah. this counts as my holiday a lot. Yeah. So this is like, I, you know, I go and see my parents. I will take something to do, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then I will go. Right, I'm gonna go. Oh, you're going already? Yeah. In the room by myself. Busy week planned. Busy week planned. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, oh all sorts of stuff. Just so many things. All the things, and then it, all the things that include the curtains being shut, me feeding my face with fucking chocolates and playing yeah. games. Heating on. Pr- <laughs> Pringles. Pringles next to me. Play some Saturn. That's what I'll do. I'll play Christmas Nights. I might... going, going old school. Yeah, I've got my uh, Japanese Saturn hooked up, actually, so I might, yeah, play some Metal Slug. Nice. Play, I try and... I, I guess that's something Christmas Luck is 95. It's... 
Is there a game that you associate with Christmas? I guess, yes, or... and and that's what I'm going to get on. Um, for me, it's if you listen to the prologue little thing that uh, I did with Hendo the last episode. Oh no, it'd be the episode before the last episode, the first episode, because the second episode is DC and Duck. So yeah, yeah uh, if you listen to that, I'm going to be playing Skyrim modded to fuck. I've got a new PC in the post, so yeah, that's going to be my thing. The the thread for that will be up now so if you want to make my life a misery in making me play Skyrim in a very specific way then now's your time <laughs> because people will do it well I'm hoping they will otherwise it's just gonna be me just fucking talking into the void but yeah, yeah I'm hoping people are gonna like pick up on it and go yeah I want you to play like this I think dep- depending on the power of my PC John if it can handle different like stuff running at the same time with all the mods I might record it and make yeah. it into like a little bit of a YouTube series so I don't have to fucking do posts. But yeah, it's, it's going to follow the same thing that Rio Ferdinand and Noel Edmonds did. Yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening and happy Christmas. Yeah, happy, <laughs> happy, happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, I guess. Woo. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye.